With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey gang, want to win tickets to one of the big games in London this autumn? Well, your wish is our command. We have teamed up with DraftKings and set up a brand new Nat Coombe Show Listener League where you can go head to head every week with all your faves from the show and plenty of your fellow show listeners. Lots of prizes on offer throughout the season, including the chance to win tickets to Broncos, Jags later on this year. You've got to be in it to win it. So head on over to dkng.co forward slash natcoom show dkng.co forward slash natcoom show or hit the link in the show bio the show episode notes or head on over to twitter at the nc show check the pin tweet click the link there and it'll take you to the natcoom's show listener league get involved eligibility restrictions apply see website for details 18 plus only be gamble aware all. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, after months, maybe even a year of anticipation, the time has come. Here we are. Not just me and Ben Isaacs, but Propo as well, in a hotel room in Dublin at 8 o'clock on a Friday night, when frankly we should be getting a few beers down the road. We're Strictly Business. We've made it. Northwestern, Nebraska, the time has come. You know, we're... We're sat here in this hotel, in a meeting room, and no joke, the next three meeting rooms along from ours are Northwestern team meeting rooms. They're empty at the moment. I don't think that means they are having a night on the town. Maybe they're just done for the day. <laughs> they've, they've worked hard enough. But for us, the grind never stops. It's eight o'clock. That's still our working day. We're just going to keep going. That's it. Strictly business. Although I like to point out, Propo, as the brains of the operation, and our erstwhile exec producer, which of the three of us secured and snagged this meeting room to record the pod? Yeah, it was you, but at the end of the day, who has orchestrated potentially one of the most motivational speeches and encapsulated it on a, <laughs> a very large piece of paper that was provided to us by said meeting room. So I thought and that was Coach Fitz of Northwestern <laughs> who popped in earlier. Don't be, and you can guess the expletive that Ollie has added, that's his note to us. If, if it was Coach Fitz, it would be mm. written in purple. Ah, because the, there is a lot of purple around this hotel. And I know that there's going to be a lot of purple being worn at the game tomorrow. We'll see exactly who is going to be wearing <laughs> well, who is going to be so wearing purple. Let's clarify a few points and frame this. So we're here the eve of the big game at the Aviva Stadium, Northwestern and Nebraska. And we're in the Northwestern Hotel. So you probably joined the dots from what Propo mentioned a moment ago. All the Northwestern players, coaches, staff are staying here in the hotel. So I passed Coach Fitz this morning on my way to grab my morning coffee. Uh, did, he, did he try and get a picture with you? Because that's been happening a lot in Dublin. I gave him a nod. I gave him a morning coach, morning. 
He gave me a, a very clear and firm warning, thinking, who the hell is this guy? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but well, I don't know, maybe he's a fan of, uh, of the show. Proper, I know he's an edge rush. He could be an edge rush fan. No, he definitely is. Although, are they allowed to gamble in college sports? I no, don't, obviously I don't not. Think. Definitely yeah, not. Yeah, yeah. So he's not. not, <laughs> yeah, not well, is he allowed to gamble in the NFL? Because well, he, he works in college? I, I just think he listens to the show. He likes the football chat. Yeah, likes, likes the Gen X, Gen Z. Likes the Drew Lock jokes. Likes the, loves Drew Lock. Big <laughs> yeah. Drew Lock. Big Drew Lock. So we're in the Northwestern headquarters, which is great fun. And we're about, I don't know, it's sort of 10 minutes from the thick of it. So today we spent a lot of time out and about with the College Football Island crew. We've been shooting a whole load of stuff, uh, all kinds of things. Their social media channels. We were allowed to take over their social media channels ostensibly, which has been interesting. Uh, pep rallies been going on. Fans everywhere. Although Nebraska fans outnumbering the purple of Northwestern, I would say, what, four or five to one? Yeah, I think I think that's fair. And to put that, to put that into perspective, Northwestern is a much smaller university than Nebraska is. It's a lot harder to get in Northwestern. It's one of the most academically rigorous universities in America. So you just think about how difficult that makes recruiting. Let's say Coach Fitz identifies a player who would be perfect for his system. That player has also got to have all the academics to be able to qualify to be at Northwestern. So it's very difficult. Every player that you see playing for Northwestern, every player you spot in this hotel is basically one of the cleverest people in America. So you'd have struggled all this. What <laughs> trying to say? Uh, yeah, most likely, to be fair. But I also don't you think, Ben, it's a little bit unprofessional because Nat got given the College Football Ireland Twitter account today and then proceeded to like all of his own content off the back of it. So <laughs> uh, well, now, this is not true. Now, well, now there was get mixed up which, which account I want. Now, there has been a lot of debates yeah. as to who has been the biggest diva out of the th- out of the three of us. To me, there is there is no real debate, but. For all Nat's faults, if he did, if he did like his own tweets, that's either a a mistake, or b it's just because that's what the public do. He he is a man of the people, and if if he's if he's on another login, he's going to do what the people do. I think that's only natural, Ollie. And for all the how much has he paid you to say this? Um, that's like a script. Have you guys done this before? It feels very rehearsed. No, no comment. To, yeah. No comment. I, I I really appreciate that, Ben, and absolutely a contractual obligation that you dropped that line. Hey, uh, lots of people out here. Uh, we mentioned that we've mm. seen a few NFL girl UK Liz Bandari bumped into her at the. Uh, it the was it was great because I've never met her in person. I've interviewed her for the book. Um, she is absolutely fantastic. So actually wonderful to actually see her in person yeah lots of people come out and say hi Oliver Hodgkinson on social as well because we, as we've established we've been pushing out loads of content but we have been as well on all of our all of our he's at the NT show Facebook, Instagram, Twitter still no TikTok uh, well I mean we're getting there it looks like it looks like he was having he being Ollie was having a TikTok masterclass mm. um, with right. with with a Northwestern graduate um, so who knows maybe he's gonna learn a new skill well, speaking of Northwestern graduates, Lauren Withrow's out as part of part of the team out here. We've been recording stuff with her for College Football Island. I was going to say the social stuff, stuff for the video screens tomorrow, stuff for, for the future promo. And Lauren and I are going to be emceeing inside the stadium tomorrow. So she's tag teaming with me tomorrow, but she's going to be tag teaming with us on this show because she's going to drop by and have a chat with us a bit later on. Although by tag teaming, we think Lauren might be doing 90% yeah, exactly. of the episode. <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, that's what we found out. I, I, I'm, waiting to, I'm waiting to see precisely what. There's a kicking competition at halftime, which disappointingly, I'm not allowed to enter on. Really? Can I enter? I would. Well, if we worked out, I'm not sure whether, Ben, see if you can rule this. This is against the rules. If the kicking competition is for a, a significant prize, as the MC, 
Can I pick out Ollie to do it? Um, a, well, I mean, obviously we know that Ollie would fail miserably. Uh, yeah, I fail miserably at most things, but there's one thing I can do is kick a ball very, I've, very I've seen far. him kick yeah, Miami. Yeah, he yeah. took care of business. Yeah. Really? Yeah, for, okay. I, I thought that, yeah. we had, that I had seen everything that Ollie was good at. Pressing record. <laughs> <laughs> He's very good at pressing record. He's very good at pointing out that... Um, I had put us in the wrong row on the aeroplane as we were flying over here. That he was good at that. What did he put you? Did he have it? Because we travelled out at different times. So was he was he a difficult travelling link companion? Oh, he wouldn't stop talking. Oh, I can imagine. <laughs> well, you were interviewing me for your book. I mean, that, is, that is part of being interviewed. Well, I, okay, there's some context, but you didn't really stop talking until I said stop talking now. Be, and save that for the next time I need yeah. to record. Yeah. I know, it's because you you got me talking about sports gambling, Ben. Like, honestly, I'm, I was a duck and water. And that is another thing that he's good at. There's actually quite a few things that Ollie's yeah. good degenerate. at. He's a definite degenerate. No, yeah. useful, really. Good at motivational, three-word motivational gambits yeah. on the whiteboard. Although... Mm. I'm never a fan. So he's written this. He missed out an apostrophe. Yeah, I mean, in the he, word I don't. He got marked by Ben as soon as he walked in. I put it in since because I, I was in the he house. Uh, me. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, exactly. me. And he's put two exclamation marks. And I feel the rule is either zero, yeah, one, or if you're feeling quite zesty, three. But I think two is just very confusing. Mm. Mm. <laughs> is really what College Football Island want from us on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get down to business. First thing I, th- I think this just shows how, how, how loose we are, how much fun we've been having today, uh, how, much fun, how much fun everyone <laughs> has been having in Dublin today. That's true, we have been. Yeah. College football has taken what over. We can make apostrophe jokes. Yeah. College football has taken over Dublin today. It has been absolutely let's fantastic. Let's paint the Let's paint yeah. the picture. So the Nebraska fans are conspicuous, obviously, with their volume their colour their noise as well yeah. I mean they, this is a fan base that as Ben was educating me on is amongst the most prolific not just in college football in American sports but I would argue they've got to be a contender for a shortlist of the most rabid and loyal fans in global sports they have 100%. sold out every home game the streak as it's called every home game sold out for over 60 years yeah it's 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 absolutely wild and you know there's They've got like at least 10,000 fans over here. And, the, and just to sort of put that in perspective, let's say there was a Premier League game and it was being played in, say, Bangkok. Would, let's say it was uh, Aston Villa versus Everton. You know, would, would any of those fans have 10,000 season ticket holders travel all the way to Bangkok? I would say no. And those are two of the best supported football teams in the UK. West Ham, no problem. Ne- <laughs> ne- no problem. Nebraska... 10,000 quite easily and they just pack out that stadium and anyone who has followed Nebraska football will know that in the 1990s they were they were the best um, in the NFL the Dallas Cowboys were the team of the 90s winning three championships Nebraska also won three championships in the space of four years they were dominant and they have not been living up to their own high standards and yet they pack out that stadium for every single home game and this is not one of the this is not a state that is absolutely massive you know but Nebraska yeah Nebraska football is what everybody in the state of Nebraska loves you know I ran into we chat to loads of, of fans of course and I ran into a couple of guys that had come over and I reckon conservatively they were in their late 60s early 70s having the time of their lives 
And I said, oh, where are you from? Oh, a very small town. And we carried on the interview. And he said, oh, when I said small town, I meant it. 450 is the population. <laughs> and you look at the grand scheme of things. You told me, fed me a great stat earlier, Ben, that their stadium holds 90,000 people. And as we just established, they sell them out every game that's 5% of the population of the entire state of Nebraska is in attendance for each yeah that is ridiculous there's there's no team that can match that that is absolutely remarkable and you know when they're when they're kind of national championship contender they could sell that stadium out twice over Mm. every week but they'd be sticking with them even if they've been on the wrong side of things yeah they're very loyal then is this game because we hear it all the time I've had to shill this line a few times over the years with the NFL oh. London games when a struggling team comes over and say well we're trying to think of narratives we can galvanize their season with a win how important is this particular game which kicks off the college football season so it's going to be incredibly high profile mm. in terms of visibility in the states irrespective of, of the location how important is a big win for Nebraska if they get it in setting the tone for a strong season? So you're right in saying it's, it's big in America. This is the biggest college football game of the weekend by a mile. Not even close. Um, the eyes of America will be on it. You know what it's like when it's the first game of the season. Everyone is eager to watch. So every college football fan in America, this is the game that they will watch because the pressure is on Nebraska. If they, if they lose to Northwestern, and start 0-1, there will be there will be calls for the coach to be fired. Mm. Like that's that's how much pressure is on Nebraska. Now Nebraska, they they lost so many games by single digits last season. I was when I was talking to Ollie about the game earlier, I was saying about how they outscored their opponents last season by something like sixty odd points, despite the fact they only won three games. When they win, they win big. And when they were losing, it was really tight. It was like one bad bounce of a ball. They need a convincing performance against Northwestern. Their best performance last season was against Northwestern. If they can pull out a big win, they've got some winnable games and they could start the season realistically four and one. And at that point, they will have momentum and could get to say seven or eight wins, which would be such a boost. It would be, it would affirm that they are going in the right direction mm. and under the key Scott with Frost. that as well is the significance which is often churned out but I know from very close hand experience and intel that it was instrumental in the development and progression of the international series the giant success in that first year yeah. because that was used to say like it's not going to disrupt your season look at what these guys managed to do and that yeah, allowed momentum to be gained and more and more came over and then it was uh, in, in perpetual motion. Let's talk about some of the key players that are going to be on show. Ollie, I'm going to start with you first. Don't look panicked because um, I just want to raise your attention and indeed our listeners to DeColdis Crawford. Oh, Have you come across DeColdis Crawford? I haven't come across him, but so please tell me he's a tight end. DeColdis Crawford is a wide receiver. Yep. And DeColdis Crawford of course, college players can now cut all kinds of sponsorship deals. And Dakota Crawford's agent, if he has one, or whoever is representing him, has been earning the big bucks because they linked him up with an air conditioning company. Oh, of course that they is did. Amazing. I and think it's going to be ice or something like that. It's yeah. air conditioning, and it went and it blew up. And the ad has gone Ben viral. You yeah. told me. Yeah, it really Globally has. Viral. Yeah, it's got it got millions. Do so you imagine you're just some smallish air conditioning company in Nebraska? And you sign an NIL deal with a player 
and your ad gets millions of millions of views within the first 24 hours because everyone is like, the coldest Crawford, this is perfect. It is the best NIL deal we've seen in college football. Is it the coldest so, Crawford, the coldest air conditioning? <laughs> the company isn't called that, but basically that's the crux of the ad. It should be the tagline though, no? There, there was, has to be. Yeah. There was a rumor going around um, that was put out there by uh, by a college football writer who said it as a joke and that people actually believed it, that the, the coldest's middle name was to ever do it, all one word. So his name was the coldest to ever do it. And people, people were so in love with the ad that they wanted to believe his name was the coldest to ever do it. But sadly, it is, it is not. I'm not sure what his middle name is, but it is not. We will find yeah, out. Yeah, he is good. He is good. He's, he's, in fact, he's <laughs> one of, he's one of the, it's because Nebraska have struggled over the last few seasons, they, they did what a lot of teams that need a boost are doing now. And they are going into the transfer portal. And the transfer portal is relatively new in college football. And now players can put themselves in the transfer portal and say, I want to switch teams. And it is much easier. It used to be a very, very difficult process. And you would have to sit out here. Now, if you feel you're not really clicking with your coach, maybe, maybe you were um, recruited by an offensive coordinator and the offensive coordinator has moved on, you might feel like, I want to go somewhere else. And that is a big part of what Nebraska has done. They have signed a whole lot of transfers, the biggest of which is Casey Thompson. So he's their quarterback, yeah. uh, who replaces Adrian Martinez, yep. who is the guy that basically blended up a steak and drank it. Yeah, so he, uh, in a game last season, he broke his jaw and nobody knew he'd, well, the public didn't know he'd broken his jaw. He the probably doctors. had some idea. <laughs> yeah, he and the doctors. I, yeah, I mean, the doctors he, he missed one series and then just came back. Um, did he? Yeah. Um, Philip Rivers. He, he, I mean, he. This this guy is a warrior. So he was then just playing with his mouth wide wide shut. They did not tell the media. College football players don't talk to the media anyone as much as NFL players. If an NFL player had his jaw wired shut, we would know about it. Mm. But in, a, in college football, not necessarily. So he wanted his steak. I mean, Nebraska Nebraska steak is pretty amazing. So he wanted it blended, and he said it was the most disgusting thing. He had ever There's consumed. A surprise. Yeah, yeah. But, but he still, so, much like playing with his broken jaw, he, he did finish it good team. So yeah. he was the, he's the outgoing quarterback. So tell us more about Casey Thompson. So uh, Casey Thompson um, was at Texas last year. And in terms of efficiency, he was the most efficient quarterback in the Big 12 conference. He looked, he looked good at Texas. I'm not going to say he looked spectacular. Texas have got a kind of... Um, They've got so many new quarterbacks coming in that they felt they would rather go with the young, the younger ones, and let Casey Thompson go on and start somewhere else. I think he's, I think he's going to be a great fit for Nebraska. He's a dynamic guy, and Nebraska are really building a new offense. They've got a new offensive coordinator, Mark Whipple, who came over from Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh was so good last season on offense. He developed Kenny Pickett, so mm. a lot of the success that Nebraska will have this season if it happens it's going to come down to Casey Thompson uh, and Trey Palmer is his partner in crime right he's come from LSU yeah so another another transfer you're going to you're going to get this a lot if you're if you're watching the game there's going to be a lot of players who were not there last season um, I really I really like I really like Trey Palmer um, I he can make he can make the big plays it was very crowded at LSU very very competitive he can be the guy at Nebraska and he will get 
a lot of looks. He is going to be Casey Thompson's best friend, basically. We are going to check in with Lauren in a bit to get a steer on the Northwestern key players and, and more broadly, because she's a, a, a Northwestern grad, of course, mm. what it's like to be there, what kind of uni it is. She ran into some heavyweight former students, including somebody that all of you, I'm sure, will know one of the absolute heavyweights of US, US sports broadcasting. So we'll check in with Lauren in a bit. Before we do that, prediction time. Now, I should point out that a bit earlier on today, I was with the two mascots at the <laughs> Stadium, uh, Herbie Husker and Willie Wildcat. First thing I noticed, Herbie Husker... Is that where you feel most comfortable when you're chatting to the mascot? <laughs> <laughs> Mainly because they can't talk back. I'll, I'll, I'll let you, bud. The, um, Herbie, Herbie Husker, he'd, be, he'd been spending some time in the weight room, I just want to say. I mean, he looked, he looked jacked. Willie the Wildcat, not so much. So it felt a little bit unfair, although I know size isn't, isn't everything, but he looked like he was going to... And it looked a little bit like... Uh, Goldberg versus Rey Mysterio. That was my. <laughs> yeah. That was kind of how I felt. Uh, anyway, we settled it. Settled the game prediction as as sensibly uh, as and logically as we anybody in my position would with rock paper scissors. And mm. and Willie the Wildcat won. Wow! It was a draw, draw. Willie the Wildcat won. So that suggests. I mean, that's science. Northwestern Northwestern win. What about you two? I want to hear. I want it. Ollie's score prediction definitely. Ollie, what's the what's the, your score prediction? Well, actually, whilst you guys were talking, I've actually just been looking at the spread. Obviously, have, of course. Yeah, of yeah. Course. And the spread seems to be. What, actually, do you know what? Let's Nick is from Be- eight and uh, Bill and Simmons. So you think it's eight and a half plus uh, eight and a half for Northwestern? I w- my my thought would be like thirteen and a half. So if you uh, bang in the middle of you two, it's eleven and a half. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Northwestern plus eleven and a half. Mm. Uh, what I like the look of, though, to be honest with you is uh, Evan Hull I know you're a fan of I am very much you can get him around 2-1 to one to score a touchdown and just the fact that you're a fan of him and he's a running back for Northwestern I think that's decent odds yeah so they've, they've got a re- my prediction Evan Hull okay yep. first time I've ever said his name Edge I don't Rush. know what he looks like Edge Rush College Days crossover I love it Okay, so right. do you think do you think Nebraska can cover that spread? Uh, do you know what, Ben? I think the Northwestern, because they're the home team, I think they have got a great chance, but at the same time, they won't have the home advantage because I think, as we've said, Nebraska fans are here. It's going to be louder for Nebraska. I think they're going to get behind the team, and I think this is the moment they turn around their fortunes, and I think we're probably going to see Nebraska not only win this game, but maybe the national championship. Wow. Well, wow. Wow. Um, that's convincing. Um, Mike Polly just dropped the mic and walked out of the room. Wow. That's just the rest of the recording. Um, I, w- I was going to say, I think I, th- I think they could surprise people this year and I think they could be bowl eligible. Um, I think they're some way off Alabama who, as far as I'm concerned, have already won the national championship. They, look, they look so good. <laughs> say, do you know what? Just to say, say that big contract. Saban's new contract. He's going to be playing until he is about 85 and he will just keep, play. he will just keep winning. He'll keep <laughs> coaching. He could, he'll he, start to put himself he in. Could. As he, he starts can. to lose it. The thing is, is that as we've said, uh, coach, I don't think it's a great idea. <laughs> we've, we've said I'm before, fine, kid. Get about, about some of the Alabama players who don't, who don't, like defense players don't get the stats that some other teams do because they're so far ahead in the second half they just they, the starters come out you could just put Saban in you could just put him in the secondary and it would be fine because they're going to be so far ahead that would be the ultimate <laughs> ultimate smack talk wouldn't it yeah. wheeling in coach Saban <laughs> for the last few downs yeah. but I like by the way before we get your prediction Ben I would like Propo you to at some stage uh, over the next 48 hours when we may or may not be in one of the 
many bars in Dublin. Uh, I want you to to at least one group of obvious college football fans doesn't matter if it's Northwestern or Nebraska just to go up to them and say Saban's done (laughs) 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 just lead in with that one just see where it goes that's a promise alright prediction Uh, okay my prediction is that Nick Saban will not play this season Um, and my prediction for this game is uh, Nebraska 35 Northwestern 17 Um, I think Nebraska are going to cover. I think Nebraska are going to look good. I think their new offensive weapons are going to impress. They will have much harder tests down the road, but I think they're going to have a good start to the season and will take some of the heat off Scott Frost, who Nebraska fans are kind of mixed on. They love him because he's a former star player at Nebraska and they really want him to succeed, but they're getting a bit antsy. and I think he'll have them flying home happy. All right, two votes for Nebraska. I'm going to stay on the fence for now and I'm going to get a Northwestern perspective. Let's check in with Lauren and see how she thinks this one's going to play out. Lauren, I've given you a very big build-up, a very big fanfare, but I've probably, in typical me fashion, only done half the job. So tell our listeners who you are, where you're from, where you're here. Yeah, first of all, thanks for having me. My name's Lauren Withrow. I report on Northwestern football, all Northwestern sports, but especially football back in the States for Sports Illustrated and a few other outlets. So spending a lot of time with the team over the last couple of years, I've gotten to know them pretty well. And I mean, how exciting that we get to be here in Ireland. Probably the highlight so far of covering the team. What a day it's been. We've been running around uh, at all kinds of things. And you've had a particularly red letter day because earlier on at the pep rallies, mm-hmm. Northwestern being the de facto home team here in Dublin and brought out some of the big guns, including, well, one of the very biggest in in American sports broadcasting, and you got to chat to him afterwards. Yeah, Mike Wilbon was at the pep rally. He's a Northwestern alumni. Northwestern has some incredible alumni in sports specifically at Medill, so that was a true honor getting to talk to him. One of the things I asked him about was, you know, he could be equated with Northwestern. Mike Wilbon and Northwestern go hand in hand. He's so involved with the university, and he's been there for so many years that he's seen a lot go down, and he told me this is up there with, the most remarkable Northwestern experiences he's had. He said it's giving even some of the bowl games, Big Ten West championships, a run for their money being here in Dublin. Is that because you ran into Ben a bit earlier? (laughs) (laughs) I I just want to say as well, because Mm. um, Lauren will be too polite to say it, that Northwestern's journalism and media school is by far the best in America. Um, Some would say the best in the world so there's a reason that there are so many top sports writers and broadcasters across america with close links to northwestern and that's because they they went there so it's a really it's a really special place because i you know i think of you know people like kind of Stuart mandel so many great writers come from them and so many great broadcasters so it's not it's not just the players it's people like mike wilburn and um I'm sure you in the future. Next generation. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So tell us about that experience then. So being there, studying there, Ben's given it the big build up. So what was, what was it like <laughs> firsthand? I mean, it really, Northwestern sports and broadcasting and really everything with the university all go so hand in hand. And I think you hit the nail on the head and it's something that Mike Wilbon talked about. And I think anybody associated with Northwestern will talk about is just the love for the school is really unparalleled. It's one of those things like Northwestern's a small school, especially mm. compared to others in the Big Ten. But when you're on campus and when you're with the people there, it is one of the most loyal communities, loyal fan bases, the alumni 
love Northwestern and love Northwestern sports. And that's something that really translates onto the football field too. I mean, Coach Fitz was an All-American. He played at Northwestern. He had a, coach, a couple other coaching stints, but he's somebody that's so dedicated to the team. He's not going anywhere. And that really trickles down through his entire staff. And I think creates this just amazing atmosphere surrounding the football program in the university. What do you think Coach Fitz would have made of uh, Ollie's motivational message for us uh, ahead of this show that you uh, could see on the whiteboard and there? And seeing as Coach Fitz has a meeting room a couple of doors down from, from yeah. where we are, we had to pass it. I mean, do you think he would see this and be like, huh, I wish I'd thought of that. Or what do you think? <laughs> oh, Ollie's an idiot. I think somewhere in between. I mean, I'm not going to put any words in Coach Fitz's mouth, no. but spending some time around the team at some of their open practices and in fall camp just a few weeks ago, I mean, he really has an amazing balance of inspiring these guys. He'll tell them, I heard him say at the end of one practice, like, I'll kick you in the butt. That's what he'd do to his sons. You know, just go get the job done. We're yeah. here to focus. But he really does love these guys and encourage them and treat them like family. And I think they'll respect him really well for that. It seems like there's a lot of pressure on both coaches going into this game. Is that fair to say? Well, I mean, with, with Coach Fitz, they had a down season last year in Northwestern. But they were really good the season before that. Mm -hmm. And before that, they had a down season. Before that, they were really good. <laughs> it's hard to win consistently at Northwestern because of the high academic standards, because it's a smaller school and it's competing with the likes of, you know, it's played... Uh, conference championships games against Ohio State twice in the last few seasons. Reaching reaching that is overachieving. It is it is hard. Coach Fitz will not want a season like last year. It didn't it didn't go well. But the thing is is that he is uh, he is beloved at Northwestern. And if if he does have another down season, they will they will stick with him because he is absolutely dedicated to this this program he clearly loves northwestern there have been there have been rumors in the past of nfl opportunities and he has stayed loyal to northwestern at the pep rally he seemed to be really really enjoying himself and that that pep rally Lauren, how 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 did that compare with the way it would happen back home in evanston honestly it was pretty on par i was really impressed by the northwestern turnout and that's something that's been really cool over here in Dublin is hearing the locals response to all of that fanfare because mm. back in the States at college football, it's about the football, but for a lot of the fans, it's about the tailgates. So a lot of these Northwestern fans have reserved parking spots in the same parking lot for decades since they graduated. Mm. You know, last year I spent some time hopping around to different tailgates and you've got the alumni players, you've got the alumni band members, you've got all this. So really the party before and during the game is just as big as the football for a lot of these fans it's a ton of fun and i think the irish and people that have traveled over here from out of the states have really enjoyed seeing that because i don't think they here i heard they kind of just go to the rugby matches the football matches and watch the game go down and have a few pints there but not quite as much beforehand definitely a few uh, <laughs> that's for sure it's a great point you make as well about the the international fan base we've seen certainly today in dublin because you see this all the time in the nfl games in london sure there's a lot of fans that travel from the States. And of course, there is a lot of fans that travel from across the UK to get to those games. But there's always a strong European contingent as well. I've noticed that today too. It's a real mix, a real melting pot of different fans. The other thing, seeing this firsthand, having covered the NFL for so long, seeing the college spectacle, years and years watching on TV, of course, but seeing that up close and personally, you mentioned the, the bands, the cheer squads, the pageantry, mm -hmm. the color, mm -hmm. the vibrancy, seeing that firsthand, that is something 
really, really special. You have been in love with college as much as you have NFL, Betty. So you yeah, ex- exactly. You know, I've been using these college day shows to try and kind of spread the gospel because it is it is different. And when you go to a college game and you see the passion of the fans, it is different. And once you've experienced college football, if you go to an NFL game, whether it's in the US or in London, it'll feel a lot more corporate than it did before because mm. there is just this, there's just a raw energy at college football and part of that is kind of the, like the student section just making so much noise that you don't necessarily get in the NFL but it's the pageantry and traditions there will, there will have been families at the pep rally today where it will have been like three generations of, of Northwestern students and it's a real kind of family tradition and I think it's one thing growing up um, growing up in an area and becoming a fan of the NFL team but if you go to that institution it is such a part of your life that you can you could never switch teams you can never get sick of that team you can never you would never you would never be disloyal you know that team is in your heart forever isn't it now these two lauren have picked their game winner tomorrow and i'm not going to show my hand poker facing it (laughs) i want you to do the same thing but before you do pick out a couple of key players that you think our listeners are going to be interested in in terms of watching the big game who should they be keying in on i think two of those players will get into them both our quarterback ryan halinski and wide receiver donnie navarro they're two relatively new faces but ones you've seen around ryan played back at south carolina transferred to northwestern played on and off a bit last year and he was in a bit of a quarterback battle this fall camp and in my opinion my best take would that would be that we'll be him starting under center tomorrow and I mean, he's somebody that's really broken out. I talked to him a bit this summer in the offseason, and he talked a lot about growing up and feeling like he was finally earning the trust of the team. And one thing that really stood out to me was, you know, he's an older guy. He played in the SEC, now playing in the Big Ten. He by far has, you know, more media attention on him than anybody else on the team right now. And he said he really learned this whole thing's not about him. And once he realized that heading into this year, it allowed him to really buckle down, get in the weight room, put in extra work, and try to earn that starting job. The reason I bring up Donnie, Donnie's in his sixth year of college football, came from Illinois, so he's had a ton of experience too, and I've heard those two talking. Ryan told me that... Sixth year of college football? Yep, he's in his sixth year. So he's had some transfers. They get that COVID year now. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. He's a really mature player with a ton of experience, and when I talked to Ryan about throwing with Donnie, Ryan told me the first time he threw with Donnie, Donnie brought a list of routes and handed it to Ryan and told him what to throw, and he... Ryan had never experienced that with a wide receiver coming in and telling him what to do. And then I asked Donnie about that, and Donnie said he really likes to be methodical about his training, be really prepared, take a lot of notes, write things down. And I've seen a bit in practice them two throwing at open media days. They're having really strong connections out there. So I think it'll be interesting to see what they're doing and more or less their like biggest Northwestern debut coming up this Saturday. Coach Fitz had really kept his cards close to his chest about about the quarterback battle there there were a few quarterbacks on that roster and like like nebraska it would appear that a transfer quarterback which is which is a great way to kind of turn around your fortunes if you've had a if you've had a down season but there's ryan halinski has been through a lot not just kind of moving from a different team but he comes from a quarterback family that has faced a lot of adversity yeah ryan has had a really tough go but he's so strong because of it he has two older brothers kelly and tyler tyler passed 
away by suicide a few years ago when Ryan was finishing up high school. So he really came into playing college football with a lot of weight on his shoulders and was able to battle through that. And when I talked to him, he said this is a really cool full circle moment being here in Dublin because about 10 years ago, both of his brothers were playing at Aviva Stadium in a high school game. So he was here with his parents watching them. He was in a wheelchair at the time. I forget what what lower you know leg injury he had at the time, but he really enjoyed watching them, saw the Notre Dame Navy game after that. And he said, now coming back, it's a full circle moment. And he really yeah. feels like he's playing for Tyler in yeah, this I game. Bet. Oh, really I cool bet. having yeah. his parents here as well with him. Uh, well, there are going to be a lot of special memories for so many of the players. And indeed, the cheer squads, the bands, are such a big contingent for, for both colleges here in Dublin. Time to put you on the spot. And it's not necessarily a fair one, given your affiliation with Northwestern. <laughs> so you're allowed to get out of jail card if you can pass on this if you want. But... Do you have a sense of which way this one might go? Do you have a prediction? I, um, you know, it's a 13-point spread. Mm-hmm. Last year, anyone who's trying to make a bet on this that hasn't watched these teams, don't even look at the score from last year. We don't <laughs> have to talk about it. We will. Northwestern lost by 49 points. So that was a blowout. Last year was a rough year for Northwestern. I think they're going to come in hot with a, a lot better, I think, than a lot of people are expecting. So i got to give the Cats the edge, but I think we're going to be a close one. I'm going to go like, hmm... 35 27. 35 27. Ooh. See, these two both went for Nebraska, but you convinced Come me not. Because I guys. sat on the fence and seeing we're going to be working together tomorrow. Be I'm, I'm going to be wearing purple, frankly, uh, apparently, on, on the field. So I've got to go with the cats as well. So I'm going to lever it fair. up. That's fair. And, That's fair. And, and, and this, is, this is one of the exciting things about college football right now that. Um, you know, Lauren, the, the, the players you mentioned are, are transfers, the players that I mentioned for Nebraska are transfers. It's now a lot easier to, to plug in these players who perhaps were kind of in, a, some, in another team where they just were not a good fit and now they can come in and make an impact under, under a coach that they believe in. And you just know that kind of Coach Fitz is one of those, one of those players that when a, when a potential transfer comes to Evanston, meets him, sees the incredible facility. I mean, Northwestern is a small school, but the facilities there are unreal. You just know Coach Fitz has those players absolutely devoted. Like that's a that's a guy they would run through walls for. So I do really like these Northwestern transfers. He's changing his mind. No, I'm not changing my mind. Let's hear the new point. I'm not. I'm not changing my mind. What I'm saying is, I am. I'm just. I'm. I'm excited by by the transfer portal and what it's done for what it's done for college football. Between that and NIL, I think it's making the sport more fun. Brilliant stuff, Lauren. Thanks for dropping by yeah, and joining so us. Much, You've got a big day ahead of you tomorrow. Incidentally, on that note, at the halftime show when we're doing the kicking competition, mm-hmm. we're going to try and ring Ollie in. Basically, if there's the prize up for grabs <laughs> yes. and we need a volunteer, we've got to just, he'll, he's going to make himself very conspicuous and we'll try and get him on the field. I love this operation. Yeah, if you guys want to get on the field at halftime, just shoot the show a DM and we'll see if we can make that. <laughs> oh, there we go. You're wearing purple, though. Come on. Add sequins, We'll keep that up uh, for Coach Fitz in case he does a last minute team talk tomorrow. Lauren, great stuff. Good to see you. I'll see you later on, uh, if not tomorrow on the field. Yeah, thanks so much, guys. That one in the vault, 24 hours away. Yeah, this time, the time of recording, 24 hours time, we'll know the answer to who's won this pretty much. Kickoff 5.30 Irish time. So, of course, if you're able to, find a feed somewhere and enjoy the game. If not, we will, uh, of course, update you on how it all played out. The exploits on game day. There's a whole lot of action 
happening tomorrow throughout the day. More pep rallies. How many pep rallies can can one game have? I mean, I'm 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 feeling pretty peppy. I can see. Just from pe- how can there be so many pep rallies without any alcohol? That's what I just don't understand about Americans. This is what I mean about the diva power rankings today. Definitely bed one, but I think you were too because you'd just be moaning about how none of them so have I, the alcohol. I've been moaning about this. I've, I've not had enough food put in front of me. Yeah. He's moaned about not enough alcohol putting in front of me. Mm. You've not really been moaning. I haven't been moaning. I know it's, it's weird, out of actually. Yeah. <laughs> I know it's, yeah, what's wrong? I know it's strange. What is the I think, I think the... the I think the adulation he's been getting from the Irish public, yeah, people true. stopping him, asking for photos. I think that's just put him in such a good mood that we're not getting diva nat. We are getting just just chilled nat. Well, on that basis, let's hit the bar, fellas. Yeah, <laughs> make the most good of idea. it. Good idea. Well, the go is good. Fine. Enjoy. Fine. We'll be back with more NC Show next week.